Hey guys and welcome to or back to the Pause in Pursuit podcast with your host Summer Clark. So today we have a super exciting guest. She was actually requested by one of you guys. We have Nia Rose and we will be talking about her experience representing Team Wales at WAO and she has also got selected for YKC Team GB and will be, will be competing at the Junior Open Agility World Championships next week, which is super exciting. So we're going to talk about how she felt that WA went and what she's doing to prepare for the Junior Open Agility World Championships next week. And she was also the champion at OJAC as well. So we'll be chatting a little bit about that. But I'm super excited to listen to what she has to say and see how junior agility has changed. She is obviously in the position I was all those years ago with Ethel. So I can't wait to see how it has changed in those years. And overall, it'll just be super exciting. So she's going to be answering your questions that I asked you guys to ask her on my Instagram a week or so ago. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. So, for anyone who doesn't know who you are, do you want to just give a brief introduction about yourself? So, my name is Nia Rose. Um, I'm 15 and I compete in agility with my seven-year-old Labrador, Farley. Farley is amazing. I love Farley. Also, I can't get over the fact that you're 15. Like, I'm 22 and I feel like we're the same age. <laughs> I know, it's, it's so strange. I don't know whether you're very mature or I'm very immature. Either way. <laughs> So the first question, and most of my guests get this one, is how and at what age did you get into agility? So I started agility when I was 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I had some of the, you know, just like the really cheap plastic equipment you get off yeah. Amazon. We've all started that. I think I had some of that um, and I was just yeah, loved it. Loved training Farley. Mm-hmm. Farley's my first dog. I don't really come from a sort of dog family. Mm-hmm. Um, Same here. Yeah, I'd always been just desperate for a dog. I can't ever really remember a time that I didn't want a dog. It's just I always, I was yeah. just my love. Um, and then I got Farley when I was eight. Um, and then I think it was my 10th birthday present. I was allowed like agility lessons oh wow um, that's crazy we actually sound so similar because I got ill when I was eight and then started when I was 10 as well yeah yeah that's crazy yeah so Farley was I think she was 17 months at the time mm-hmm. um but that was it was just kind of like a for fun agility club yeah so yeah, I know what you mean yeah it wasn't one of the dodgy ones like it was all safe equipment it was yeah. fine um but they just they weren't they weren't a competitive club yes um mm-hmm. And then eventually, sort of a few years later, like obviously, you know, COVID and a few things in between, yep. um, I switched to like just a kennel club club, mm-hmm. which was competitive. Um, and then I started competing when I was 13. And that's sort of when it, we sort of properly like started competing, I guess. And um, then you hear about the YKC and all that, don't you? Like, yeah, oh, I can yeah. do all of this. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, just YKC qualifiers at your random show and you're like, oh my God, I can get to crap. Yeah. How did you first like hear of agility to get like your plastic equipment, if that makes sense? Because I always, my story's really funny. I um, used to play Nintendogs and I was like, oh, that's <laughs> yeah. a thing. You yeah. can do that in real life. <laughs> yeah. I think it was after I started agility, but I also played Nintendogs. Yeah. <laughs> it was brilliant. It's so good. Yeah. But I can't... I think I've seen some crafts on YouTube and stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. Definitely a lot about crafts. I remember in like year five and six, you know, whenever we had like iPad time in school, I'd always <laughs> want to watch the craft agility. Wow, that's amazing. My friends thought I was a bit weird, but 
<laughs> nah, if you were weird, then I was weird because I was exactly the same. But yeah. I didn't hear about Crufts until after I'd actually got into agility. So I, I suppose that's the difference. Yeah, I know. I don't know how I didn't hear about it because it is literally everywhere. But yeah. The biggest dog show in the world. I know. Crazy. I'm a fake fan of dogs, clearly. <laughs> and then the second question, which was also, um, you'll probably know who said this, is why is Farley so amazing? <laughs> Well, um, thank you to, uh, to whoever said that. Um, I don't know how you answered that question, but I thought it was so good that I had to include it, even if it's not yeah. a serious one. <laughs> I think, I don't know, I'll take it sort of how has Farley been successful in Jersey. Yeah, so we'll take it like that. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's her consistency, really. Yeah, because 100%. She's, she's a Labrador, so she's, she's not that slow, but, mm -hmm. you know, especially thinking compared to some of the colleagues who are crazy fast yeah. she's she's not a fast dog I wouldn't ever call her a fast dog but for a Labrador um, I'd say she's pretty fast yeah like I, haven't, I don't think I've ever seen yeah. a Labrador that fast before <laughs> well I don't know there I don't think some... I really see any Labradors to be honest there are a few there are yeah. a few if you look for them there I probably don't there. watch large and intermediate enough because I'm a small yeah, exactly. medium type of person that's probably what it is <laughs> But yeah, it's her consistency, really, because she just gets clear after clear yeah. most of the time. Um, and, you know, like some of her biggest achievements in a jersey, I would say, she won the OJAC biathlon this year mm -hmm. um, and she got her win on spot onto Team GB. Mm -hmm. And those were because those two things are the result of a combined thing from two runs, if that makes yes, sense. Yeah. Um, and she was the only double clear. So yeah. it, does, it does kind of show you, you can actually get quite far to a lot of good places with just clear rounds if you know yeah. you've got that consistency. Well, I had exactly the same experience with Ethel. Like she was never she was never winning, but obviously she was on Team GB and all those things. Yeah, and she was yeah, like the exactly. perfect team dog. And they always yeah. want dogs for the team event. And obviously you need all clears, ideally. Yeah. So, you know, Team GB, you know, they do look for those steadier, consistent dogs for those reasons, 100%. Because if you don't go clear, then, you know, doesn't matter exactly. how fast you are, does yeah, it? So. Yeah. yeah, I was so worried before the tryouts. I was like, oh, she's going to have so many dive balls. Yeah. going to make it. And then, like, at the training day, we were speaking to the management and they were like, we're looking for clear rounds. Yeah, I was like, oh, literally. So worried, I? Especially in juniors as well. Like, clear rounds are definitely huge. Exactly, yeah. Bless yeah. her. So she's perfect for that role, 100%. <laughs> yeah, she is good, yeah. <laughs> So the next question is, what is it like representing your country? So obviously you did WAO with an ABC dog. So again, this is kind of along the lines of not having that fast collie, you know, competing with yeah. a breed that's not sort of known for its speed and agility. So how how did yeah. that, how was that? I don't really know what they really meant by that question, but what's it like, I guess? <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. It was definitely, I mean, I'm obviously quite used to her. She doesn't ever really get the fastest time yeah. in the class. I'm used to, you know, slowest clear round. Mm -hmm. I mean, less now than she used to. She has sped up a mm. lot. but um, With confidence, I guess, as well, she'll, she'll yeah, get faster. Yeah. I think she's just learning to love the sport even yeah, more. No, exactly. I mean, she's probably old and she's getting yeah. faster. It's crazy. But yeah, I think internationally, it's just, you know, the top dogs internationally are just even faster. Yeah. So it's just even more like that um and I think at WAO so they have the three main events plus teams but pentathlon the scoring is 
so your faults get converted into time and then added on to your time and yes, that's yeah. how they write for you mm-hmm. um which is obviously different to our normal kennel club competitions yeah. in the UK mm-hmm. and I think that definitely sort of affected her results more than I thought because even on like a clear there mm. would be the old dog with like 10 faults who'd be yeah. faster than her yeah which exactly I was just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's stupid because Ethel used to do that like she could get say six time faults so then a really fast dog with five faults still beats her. And I'm like, no, but I was clear. Yeah. And it's so annoying. I know, it's yeah. really frustrating. Like, she got a clear round, but she'd be, you know, in some of yeah. the near, near the ease at the bottom. Yeah, that is so annoying. It also makes you feel like like international competitors sort of value speed, which is really annoying because it's like, well, no. Yeah. <laughs> but Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that is irritating. Another thing is they, they get the course time from the winner's time, don't they? Do they do that at WAO as well? I don't think they do for the... Okay. No, I... When I, I wrong, I'm pretty sure yeah. they don't, but they definitely do for GB tryouts. Yeah, I was going to say they did for um, when I was on Team GB, and it just really irritated me because, like, they could have one really fast dog that was in the lead, and then, like, what I had to be depended on that, and it was really irritating. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. I did... I've done... This is this was my second year sort of trying out for GB, mm-hmm. In 2022, we just did the PSQ. Okay. Um, and she she had two or three clears there, I think, mm-hmm. but she had like seven time faults or like nine time faults. Oh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was really worried for this year she was going to get so many time faults. And my goal was to get less than five faults mm-hmm. in the combined rounds. Yeah. Because obviously each is like in round one or two yeah. today. Mm-hmm. Um. And actually, in, out of the PSQ and the tryouts, she, she she was actually so good. She had eight out of eight clear out with time faults missing, but eight out of eight clear out Still the a PSQ. Clear. <laughs> exactly. So they're not technically, but I was very proud of that. Eight out of eight um, is insane. Yeah, yeah. I don't think any other dog in Britain did no. that, so I was so proud of that. That is amazing. In the combined rounds of three out of four of them, she had mm-hmm. less than five time faults in all of them. Mission accomplished, though. of the winner's time in the tryouts, which is a very tight course time. That is very tight, yeah. International stuff seems to be. It's quite annoying. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But I like how, you know, like a lot of the big important events, like, for example, champ finals and stuff, like they come from a combined result, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's nice because then they've got a bit of both in it. Yeah, and it's Agility Dog of the Year. that They do that as well now with the qualifiers, don't they? Yeah, that's combined, yeah. and it never used to be like it never used to be like that. Like when I tried out for Team GB, there wasn't that. There was what was it? It was a final, and you could only win on through like one run, if that makes sense for the final. Oh wow! I yeah. didn't realize so that. So you, so you, it was combined for the final, but then you had to like win or come second in the actual final to get on, if that makes sense. Like it wasn't oh, yeah. just from combined, so it wasn't quite the same. So that was obviously difficult. I always relied on just the management liking me and Ethel really (laughs) instead of winning on but no I definitely think there's you know they've pushed for more of that combined element which is is really good because it you know it's not when you're relying on one run it could just be like a pole or anything annoying but if if it's two runs it's sort of yeah if you if you do well in two runs then it's not just a fluke even do you know what I mean like I think that is really helpful it's just a slightly wider range to show your yeah, consistency. Definitely. I think it definitely opens it up to more types of dogs than just those like flat out collies and su- and such, especially yeah, in large. Definitely. Yeah, because there are a few nice ABC dogs on mm. the team this year, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Have you, you competed in, at Crofts, didn't you, in the ABC? 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. What did you did you come second? Is it second? Yeah, yeah. Twenty twenty three and twenty twenty two as well. She's wow. <laughs> Next year you'll win hundred <laughs> percent. Well, no, I'm pretty sure I heard a rumor that it's combined heights next year. Oh. oh some people not. were saying it was like that for this year, but yeah. then it wasn't. So I know the I, jumping I is because the eighteen yeah. to twenty four jumping was because I came second in that beat by a large collie and I was like, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. I hate it when they do that. I think that's the one thing the YKC shouldn't do it if I was uh, in charge of it is combine heights. Like, how yeah. how can that happen? Like, the leg size is different. Like, that's so unfair. I know. And I mean, for ABC, it's, it's sort of a competition that's supposed to be breed specific. Yeah. That makes it not very breed specific. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just seems a bit of a random yeah. thing. But at least it's separate heights for the qualifying process yeah, so I exactly. think we're still qualified so maybe she won't do so in the final yeah so. but as long as you get there I suppose yeah exactly so number four is is competing in grade seven at large height more difficult with an ABC dog so again kind of ties on to the last question because you are grade seven yeah. now aren't you yes, yes I am grade seven but I only went grade seven a few weeks ago mm-hmm. so I think we're actually still in limbo oh okay so, so you haven't actually competed in grade seven yet no, so I can't really answer that. But um, We'll say six, because often six and seven are in the same class anyway. Yeah, so yeah. I think that still pretty much counts. Yeah, I think through grade progression, it definitely has been more difficult, though, more challenges. Yeah. Um, but, well, I don't, I don't think it's specific to her being an ABC dog, mm-hmm. more just that she's a slow dog. Yeah. So we've had so many amazing, like, Kelpie, even like the Labradors, who are really quick and really can keep up with the Collies. Yeah, true. But... Yeah, but in terms of having a slower dog in, like, yeah. going to the grades, it's, it definitely has been more difficult because, I mean, we've been doing agility for, like, three or four years before we started competing, which I think is quite a while mm. compared to dogs. So yeah. she was starting out in grade one, she was already at, like, quite a high level. I mean, not really, but, like, she was definitely capable of doing much better. Yeah, got more um, skills than a lot of the other grade ones. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And she, she won out of grade one at her first show, because mm-hmm. um, we did quite a small show, and it's grade one, so then, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then going up through the rest of the grades was a bit more difficult. Um, I think you were talking about this on one of your podcasts recently, but mm-hmm. you went up on points, Oh, yeah, I was just about to ask that, yeah. Someone asked me if I would do it, and I've never really had to, if that makes sense. Like, when Ethel was going up the grades, agility wasn't quite as fast, what we're talking, like, five years ago or whatever. But, you know, these days, if I brought Ethel back, for example, she'd definitely struggle to go up the grades now because, obviously, the dogs just keep getting faster and, you know, people keep getting more young dogs that are faster and, you know, they all seem to be spaniels and collies and all those kind of things. So, I and obviously, with Arrow, he's so quick that he I've never really had to go up on points but you know yeah. have you have you ever done that or have you just done it from wins yeah so two to three and three to four she mm-hmm. went up on points oh, and okay. then that's when the point system stops and you have to get wins oh I see okay I didn't even realize yeah. the point system stopped to be honest because like I said I've oh, never yeah. used it <laughs> Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, it's a bit depressing when she reached grade four. I was like, oh, no, she's never going to get oh, to grade five. Oh, I fun. see. So you can win up on points to four, but then yeah, after four, it has to be wins. Oh, yeah. okay. See, I didn't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I was, I was very aware of that. So I was like, oh, yeah. it's going to be no, <laughs> Oh, no, it's happening. <laughs> yeah. But I talked about that, didn't I, on my last episode, um, about 
how if you keep getting like seconds and thirds, so you're getting up the points and you know your dog is capable of the high grade courses, like I bet you get a bit bored doing like the grade one, exactly. two, three courses. Uh, like yeah. you know your dog's capable, so why not win up, I guess? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Farley was like five years old, been doing a jersey most of her life. She mm. had all the skills and just kept getting clears yeah. and clears not wins mm -hmm. so it's just there's, there's just no point keeping her down is yeah. there I mean I didn't I didn't even think about waiting for the wins I was just like no going straight yeah. up yeah I mean, it's crazy, isn't it? Different, like, different dogs, different situations, how you choose to progress. Because yeah. some people yeah. want to, like, hold their dogs back a bit more because, you know, they're fast, they're getting the wins to win up. But at the same time, they know they're still a baby and they're not ready. Do you get what I mean? Like, yeah. when Arrow yeah. went into six because he went one, one, one up on wins, obviously, I was thinking, well, I don't actually know if he's quite ready for six, seven courses. And then yeah. I did go into six, seven courses and he was like, oh, my brain. So that's like the opposite <laughs> scenario. Whereas you were in the lower grades thinking, yeah, my dog has all the skills as she's proving yeah. now she's grade seven. Yeah. And mm. I think it's actually going from six to seven because by the time she reached grade six, I was like, right, we've got this far. Yeah. I know we can get grade seven. Oh, yeah. So I, I was really desperate. I wanted to get the wins in a bit of a rush, really, because I wanted her to have a few champs in this season. Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so it has, and it has been a matter of, so, two things, really. So, going either the really, really small shows that mm -hmm. I know she, that will have really low entries, but yes, she has yeah. quite a high chance of winning, just mm -hmm. being the only player around. Mm -hmm. And then also shows like Dog Sports Derby and Iconics, which have the international judges. And yes, harder courses. Course. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, she's had a few wins at Iconics mm -hmm. because just no one else gets around them and she does. And yeah. obviously good for international event prep as well. So yeah. Well, that's perfect. That should give you a bit of confidence going into these international events, you know, thinking, exactly, well, actually, yeah. she's better at these courses than normal courses anyway, whereas some yeah, people yeah. might be the opposite. Some people with faster dogs might be like, oh, yeah, I can do KC courses, but then, you know, worrying about the harder courses. So I guess you're in a nice position for that as well. Yeah, definitely. Have you, have you ever had wins with time faults? Because I used to have that all the time with Earl and Ethel, where I was waiting to win up. And they were like one second out of the course time, so I couldn't win up. Have you ever had oh. that? No, have she's she's only ever had time faults on a run in KC competitions mm. that would have otherwise been clear once. It's only oh, happened really? once. Oh, really? Okay. And it, it was like zero point something. And I was oh like, no! Oh. Yeah. But yeah, no, she's she's never had any wins on faults. Okay, um, that's good because they're so frustrating. <laughs> actually, I know. It's the same as like if you've got all your jumping wins and you need an adjusty win, you yeah. keep getting jumped. Oh, that was out for so that long. For years. Yeah, honestly, it's so frustrating. Yeah. How how did you find that then? Because obviously you need like what is it five wins now to get seven? Did you? Yeah. Did you have that situation where you were having loads of jumping and waiting for agility, or was it pretty even? Well, wasn't exactly loads of jumping, um, but she got a jumping win first, mm -hmm. and then she got an agility and a jumping in the same day. And then she did end up with two extra jumping wins. Oh, okay. But same show, she also got an agency win. And then, so it wasn't so really it's pretty that even, bad, yeah. But, yeah. I suppose that's a consistent, consistency thing as well, you know, she's a bit yeah, of both. Exactly. Yeah. Bless her. But I was worried we were going to end up in that situation because yeah. she had got all her jumping wins. I was like, oh, only need yeah. jersey now. And I was like, is it going to be ages? But yeah, it's so yeah. annoying. <laughs> And then sometimes, like, people are waiting for agility wins and it's not even the contacts that stop them. It's stupid things like exactly, poles or something. Yeah. And it's like, for God's sake, wouldn't happen yeah, if it was a jumping. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, I know plenty of people and they've got a solid contacts and, you know, very consistent contacts. Yeah. Which it's so annoying. <laughs> When's your first champ? Uh, it's going to be KCI champ. So, Arrow's yeah. first champ is KCI as well. It's like right yeah. at the deep end. Yeah, quite. <laughs> <laughs> Be fun though. It's a, definitely a fun yeah. show to do champ at. Yeah, but that was my goal because I mean I watched the KCI champ last year and yeah. it was so great. And I was thinking next year yeah. I want that to be. Yeah. I want to be there next year. The atmosphere so is amazing like, for the final. Yeah, and I've just been planning. I was just like this this weekend actually was the deadline that she had to get her last wins for Perfect. to be able to KCI champ. So I'm like need to get nice. the wins. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. So, yeah, bless her. And with champ as well, like it is a like you need to be in the top twenty overall. So you know, having a more consistent dog. I mean, Ethel's got through to loads of finals. Obviously, she's not the fastest, but you know, being in that top twenty, you often you don't get loads of of double clears, especially because champ is often some of the faster dogs. There's a lot of really fast dogs that never get through to the final because they just didn't, you know, they got an E or something. So exactly that's yeah. the nice thing about I mean, i'm not expecting her to go in and win loads of tickets or anything but you know it'd just be nice just to run in the no, finals that's it, yeah. that's an achievement in itself exactly exactly and like with ethel i knew she'd never get a ticket but still when i got into the final i was like you feel up there don't you so it is yeah, you know yeah, it's not it's all about true. it's not always about that actual win it's just knowing that you're up there you know and as yeah. well i think the nicest thing is when you know you've you're getting the best out of that dog if that makes sense yeah. Like with Ethel, yes, you may come 10th or whatever in a final, but I thought, yeah, but I've literally like got the best out of her. Like I've trained her to her best point, if that makes sense, which is always a nice feeling. It's kind of a personal win, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the other thing I'm quite looking forward to competing in grade seven is you just don't have to think about winning your standard classes anymore. It's yes. just like yeah. qualifying the champ. Yeah. That's the only thing you've got to focus exactly. on. Exactly bit more relaxed in that sense yeah. and if you want to like train things in the ring then you can just throw runs do you know what I mean and train those yeah. normal classes so that's really nice as yeah. well and especially with a slower dog it's just like every run you have to be getting clear just yeah. in case yeah it's not like oh she knocked a pole it's fine she can win the next one and yeah yeah. And if you're trying to save money or travel less on petrol or whatever, then you can always just enter shows with qualifiers or champ because you don't need those little shows anymore. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> this is just no reason. You can just... Yeah, because it has been a matter of, you know, I'll have these shows for great progression then these shows for qualifiers. Yeah. But now it doesn't matter. I can just do whatever yeah, I want. exactly. It's great. So number five is, do you think consistency is more important than speed in agility? Now, again, I'd say this is more of an opinion-based answer. Like, I feel like everyone yeah. has a different yeah. response. I mean, I don't know, really. It's hard to say. Cause it is, I've isn't it? The, the experience of a very consistent dog. And I think she's managed to get very far in agility, especially mm. in junior, with her consistency alone and not much speed. Yeah. I haven't really had that experience of running a super fast dog. Yeah, that's true. Always up there. Mm -hmm. And I think there are certain things in agility Farley's just never going to be able to achieve. Yeah. I mean, like, Casey Stakes, Olympia, not Olympia, that's obviously known for being sort of slightly easier courses in a way, yeah. just for the really fast dogs. I know something like that. She's, you know, never going to make yeah. the final. Like more of a steeplechase vibe, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but, you know, especially at the top levels and international, she's not going to get, like, a gold medal in biathlon or something. Or, you yeah. know. 
And I guess of it depends, like, people. I guess it depends what you're going for as well, as in what's more important. Exactly, it depends on your personal yeah. goals. So if you're going for Olympia, then yes, speed's probably more important. But if you're going for a team position on Team GB, for example, then consistency's probably more important. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I feel like you can't really answer that question specifically. It depends on each situation. Yeah. Again, you, can, think... you need a bit of both, don't you, in a sense? Exactly, but... yeah. <laughs> I don't think both. one is more like important than the other, really. No. Yeah, And I guess also in a way, like, consistency is partly trained. I mean, I guess yeah. having a slow dog does make it easier because you have more reaction time. But yeah. you know, a lot of it is down to training as well. Exactly. And as well. But if you've got a dog who's just not that athletically talented, mm. there is a limit to how fast they can run. Yeah, so. exactly. Like, you can have a super fast dog and then over time train them to be more consistent. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like with error, yeah, I suppose, yeah. 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 So potentially leaning more towards the speed in that sense, but I guess it. I guess it, it really does depend. Yeah. You can overthink that question, hundred percent. Yeah, there's not really a right answer to that, is no. there? No. It's interesting though. Again, di- p- different yeah, people's it's, opinions it's probably. Yeah. I guess it stems from like what what you've been through with your own dogs as well, as in like with Ethel. Yeah. When I was running Ethel, I always thought speed's more important. You know, like I stopped getting the wins and stuff and I was like well I think speed's more important at this point because I'm not getting the results with consistency but then with Arrow you know he's going flat out but then getting those faults and I'm like well really consistency is more important in this situation so yeah yeah. it is very subjective yeah so we're moving on to WAO now so what was your favorite part of WAO you can do a bit of reminiscing about it here yeah (laughs) I don't know I don't think there's one singular thing I Mm. would say but I don't know I think that feeling of when you get a clear round like just a really good run in international competition you know the crowd and the atmosphere and everything it just makes that sort of good feeling of a good run Mm -hmm. so much better Mm -hmm. because Farley's her first run at WAO she ran a lovely clear and that was in the team agility Mm -hmm. team agility one um, and well, in the end, unfortunately, there was an error with Team Wales's entry. So oh, really? Team Wales got disqualified from the team event. Oh no! Which, yeah, it wasn't wasn't really anyone's fault. It was just, yeah, it was, one yeah. of those things. Yeah. Oh, that's so um, annoying, though. It does show up as an E on the results, but I promise you, it was a clear. Yeah. She wasn't nine. <laughs> I believe you. Uh, we'll to that. Um, oh bless her. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was really cool. But then it also sort of works in the other way that if you have a run that didn't go to plan, then it almost feels worse because yeah, everything's elevated, isn't it? Like the emotions. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Everything is just more. Yeah, I think of it as um, like it's a normal run on steroids. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I mean everyone everyone sort of says in the tryouts like yeah, I couldn't care less what happens at the championships. Just want to. I just want to be there. Obviously, that's a big part of it. But when you're stood on that start yeah. line, you're not thinking, I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, like, you exactly. Are, yeah. Like, you yeah. Know, you're, I'm a competitive person. Yeah, like, you want me to too, yeah. Well. Like, in yeah. my podcast with Ant, he was saying about how, you know, like, yes, it's about the taking part, but also when you've put so much effort in and travelled all that way, like you want to win yeah. like it doesn't yes yeah. that you can have a good team spirit and be a good sports person but you're still going to be a bit miffed if you don't go clear or something because it means it's like a lot to you yeah. they say oh the it's not yeah and it's like no I'm, I'm here to win <laughs> I mean it, I always say like it is a competition at the end of the day like if 
We didn't, yeah. if at least a little bit of us didn't really want to win, we just wouldn't. Like, we wouldn't spend the money. Yeah. We wouldn't, like, put the emotions and the time into it. We'd just train. So, yeah, exactly. you know, you kind of can't really deny it. Like, we all want to win, really. And there's nothing wrong with that, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. But also, I think, actually, some of the really cool things about it, it's just nice just sort of meeting juniors and other yeah. people yeah. all around the world. And I think that'll be... Again, Jack as well meets meeting lots of juniors. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I made quite good friends with the USA six hundred junior. Oh wow! Okay, um, yeah. And she was also running an ABC dog, oh. and we were in the same like group rotation, yeah. and we would have like similar running yeah. orders. So we'd have our little warm up chats. Yeah. And, yeah. It's just it's just really cool to be there, and yeah. I was thinking like my friends right now in school, you know, doing yeah, it's surreal like, almost, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, like it's yeah, it is crazy. Like, it's just one of those experiences where you're like, there is, like, I'd never thought I'd be in this situation. Like, I remember my first year of EOJ was in Luxembourg, and I had a similar thing in one of my classes, there was a girl, and we it actually turned out that we had the same birthday. <laughs> so every, oh, wow. I know, so every year since, we messaged each other, like, happy birthday, twin, and I'm like, I literally wouldn't have met her if it wasn't for, like, agility and getting on the team, and it's just one of those opportunities yeah. that you just can't take for granted, 100%. Yeah, exactly. Especially with only limited years as a junior. Yeah. You've got to make the most of it all. I bet it feels nice to have, like, a substantial amount of years left in juniors. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't know, Farley's seven now, so I'm a bit worried. I've yeah, true. 2024 and 2025, but I don't think she'll be running in 2025. Yeah. You've got your pup, though, haven't you? I have, yeah, but she, she won't be old enough to run in any GB stuff. Oh, OK, um, yeah. It's a bit of a shame. I think she will have one year for WAO juniors because mm-hmm. you know Joac they do they have the really annoying rule. It's about it's determined on how old you turn in that year. Yeah. So even though it's an under nineteen competition, one year I'm going to be eighteen, but still not allowed to run. Oh okay, yeah, yeah, no, that it's makes really sense. Annoying. I'm born in September, so it. Oh uh, okay, yeah, yeah, that is but really annoying. But just does it like in a normal way? It's mm. your birthday at the time of the championships yeah true I mean I guess you just got to enjoy it while you can like I'm annoyed because I'm like oh I feel so old now I have no years left but I'm like wait I did have three great years on team GB as a junior so at least that <laughs> happened do you know what I mean yeah yeah so you just gotta you just gotta enjoy it while it's happening I guess yeah definitely so I've never actually done WO or even tried out for it but I'm I would like to do it with Arrow but I'm quite confused at like the rules being different and stuff it's UK based isn't it yeah, I think because yeah. well, not anymore. But he used to own UK and yeah. he runs AO, so that's yeah. See, I have no UK shows near me, so I've never really got into it. They're all like, "Where do you? Whereabouts do you live?" If that's not creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Monmouthshire in South Wales, so there are actually not like local UK shows, but there okay. are a lot in the sort of like Gloucester area. Yeah, but I've only ever actually done. I did one UKA show last September mm-hmm. and then she got like two points and qualified bottom of the table for oh, the GM <laughs> grand final. So yeah. I was like, oh yeah, let's go to grand finals. Um, so yeah, I've done two UKA shows, but it's just there's so many Casey shows to do as well. I just, I yeah. don't really have the time and it's just not really something I prioritise. No, that's what I was thinking as well. But so what are the events at WO? Because there's like um, the, diff- the gamblers and stuff like that. Is that... WO yeah. yeah, that's yeah. it, yeah. What so ones have, were there? So they have Pentathlon, which okay. is the one with the time to fault 
positive time scoring yeah. like mm-hmm. I said earlier um and that is well you have to get you do two rounds and mm-hmm. you have to get into round three and four uh, okay. and then from that you have to get into the final so mm-hmm. if you make it all the way through it's out of five runs okay um God, that's which a lot of I runs. Thought, <laughs> yeah but I thought it'd be like perfect for Farley but yeah. we we didn't really do so well in pentathlon we just yeah it just didn't really go our way yeah happens um, yeah, yeah. And then there is biathlon, which is just like the same as Ojak biathlon, normal scoring mm-hmm. and just two rounds. Um, and then they have the team event, um, mm-hmm. which is, again, bolts to time. And they have four rounds, which everyone does. And then the top, I believe it's top eight teams make it into the final. Mm-hmm. Um, Wales obviously didn't make the final. Um and then games yes. has snooker as mm-hmm. your first round, and then gamblers is the final. Gamblers so, is where you have to like run and do that little section at the end, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think it's the top thirty dogs from snooker go through. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so Farley she didn't make pennant finals, but she did make by finals and the gamblers finals. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I never actually done any games like in competition before WAO. Oh wow, okay. Straight in in <laughs> yeah. the deep end. Yeah, because the tri- tryouts for Wales are in November, so that's when I found out they made, I made the team. Mm-hmm. And then there's no UKA shows over winter. Yeah, true. And I think there were a few I could have gone to in April, but we were away for two weeks in April. Oh, and then- just got to wing it then. <laughs> yeah, so I did do like some training sessions and stuff, like watch loads of videos and analyse the rules. Yeah. Um, and I think I focused a lot on snooker. And then, so snooker went really, really well, but gamblers didn't really. Yeah. So I think I kind of underestimated how hard it is to make a good and well-timed plan. Yeah, because you've got to just make your own course, haven't you? Pretty much. Yeah, because yeah. I thought, like, yeah, you just run around for 30 seconds, do the closing. Like, how hard could it be? It's got to be right, snooker. though, hasn't it? It's got to, like, flow. Yeah. yeah, whereas snooker, if you read the rules of it, it sounds so much more confusing. But I actually but find it's actually easier to like easier execute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once once you get it, I think it's easier. Mm. They sound all confusing to me, but I might have to do yeah. a bit of dabbling at some point. Yeah, <laughs> but even with yeah, it is, it's good fun. To yeah, do. but even with Ojak, that's all changed as well since I did it because they never had pentathlon or biathlon or anything when I did it. Oh, they don't have pentathlon now, but they have. They're biathlon. biathlon. Yeah, and yeah. then the what's it, speed offs. Oh, yeah. The yeah, they've kept that. And then teams, yeah. Yeah, so they've just added the biathlon, I suppose. It was probably the yeah. sim- a similar principle, but just has a better name now, I guess. Got a bit more professional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this question, what would you do differently if you could redo WAO? Um, well, I think a bit of like what I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. I would probably be a bit more prepared for gamblers because yeah. um, I was also thinking like I wasn't really that convinced we'd actually get through to gamblers so I was like uh, focus more on snooker so you did and you were like oh <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> I mean I had done a bit of preparation but yeah. I was definitely more focused on snooker yeah. enough to know what it was about yeah yeah yeah, yeah I might have done that a bit differently mm-hmm. um and I don't know, I guess the other thing would maybe try and go in with a different mindset. Okay. So the, the step up from national to international competition is mm-hmm. 
it's it's crazy that like, you can't really yeah. like there's no way to really prepare for it yeah but I guess no I totally I'm get it I don't know I'll just try and be a bit more relaxed about it yeah because you know the the faults and the ease we got at WAO it wasn't really like Farley's skills or any yeah. issues like that it's kind of handle errors just yeah. on the day and nerves as well like I feel like it's to- yeah. everyone's going to be especially your first international competition like I remember exactly. my very yeah. first run at my very first international competition and I just did a stupid thing that I watched back and I'm like why did I do that and it was literally just because I was nervous like I was just fumbling and like was yeah. in slightly the wrong place and pushed around the back but then I think yeah. you can't really prepare for that like you said it's more just no, experience no. so now you've got that out the way it, with but yeah, yeah. there's nothing I could have really done. You need to have that first try and then, you know, the next yeah. few years were way less nerve-wracking yeah. for me. Yeah. And I guess you've got um, J.O. next week, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> so at least, quickly. at least you've already had that first international one. So hopefully yeah. it will benefit you going into that. So, you know, I feel like there's not yeah. a lot you can change about just getting through your first international event. Yeah. I think that it just is what it is at this point. Yeah. <laughs> And like you saying, you had your first run with Ethel didn't go very well. I mean, no. like Farley's, Farley's first run, like mm. I said earlier, it was amazing. Yeah. Then her second run, which was pentathlon jumping. Mm-hmm. So for the for the juniors like thing at WAO, teams doesn't count because not all juniors end up running in any teams. Oh, okay. So it's the other three events that actually count for like your junior podium. So mm-hmm. this was the first event that like really mattered for that. And I ended up forgetting the course, I oh, guess. No. <laughs> not, not, not like completely mind blank forgot it. But yeah. I just took the wrong. There were two jumps side by side. And I was just like, which one is it? And oh, then no. I was on the top one. And yeah, I'm painful to watch that video yeah. back. I really hate it. And then I think that kind of made me a bit like paranoid for every other run. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I forget what I'm doing. True. And I wasn't about everything else and yeah 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 no I know I've been there it's not nice but what can you yeah. do you tried <laughs> but I hope we'll be able to go into the junior world champs now just we know what it's like a bit more prepared yeah also, I haven't set any like expectations or anything I haven't really set any like goals or mm. you know just gonna go in and try our best and what happens happens yeah I mean yes you can say you've done WO but the you know, EO is com- also still different. So it is, yeah. it's, it's still your first go at this kind of event in a way. So I think, yeah. you know, your first time at anything, you can't be too sort of, not hard on yourself, but you can't have too higher expectations, I don't think. Yeah, exactly. But, so I've lost where I am. Oh yeah, <laughs> this one leads on really well. So I always struggle saying it, J-O-A-W-C. I'm just going to call it Junior Champs like you did. Junior Champs yeah. is just around the corner. How are you feeling? So we've kind of already talked a bit about this, but if you could sum up yeah. how you are going into it, you know, overall, what would you say? Um, I was mostly quite excited. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely a bit nervous as well. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to sort of see how different it will be to WAO. Yeah. I think obviously it's just juniors. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I, I don't know. If, I think that'll probably be a better thing. But yeah, and obviously it's in the UK for the first time, I think, this year. Yes, so, yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, so it's obviously not the travelling involved, but I think it'll be really cool to have like the home crowd and everything there yeah, as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'll be there because I'm, uh, you probably saw I'm the white dog with oh, arrow. No, no. 
So I'll be there to watch everything. I'm so excited to go back to it because, like, it was so good when I was competing. So it would be nice to, like, be surrounded by all the countries again, even though I'm well old. Yeah. (laughs) But would you say you're feeling more confident going into it after WAO? Probably, yeah. yeah. Probably slightly more nervous as well, I guess, now. I guess you know what it feels like as well. So, yeah. 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 I guess I'm going to be more prepared. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we've prepped ourselves well. Yeah. Yeah. You can't really do it. As long as you go into it knowing you've done everything, that's not... You can't... Exactly. The rest is out of your control, I suppose. Yeah. But, okay, where am I again? So, how do you prepare for events such as WAO, Junior Open, and OJAC? So, in the build-up to those events, do you do anything differently or specifically for those, or just train like normal? So, OJAC, not really, Mm because... The hardest courses you see at OJAC, I'd say, probably around about six, seven level yeah. in like KC, and that's what we compete on now, anyway. Mm-hmm. So I don't really do any special prep for OJAC, yeah. but for the Junior World Champs and WAO, definitely do. Um, it's obviously lots of your fitness and conditioning stuff. Yes, the hand around the dog, really. Mm-hmm. Um, just make sure you're, you're both as ready as you can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also try and do a sort of mixture of like skills and course running. Mm. Um, so I'm quite lucky. I do have a fairly big garden to train at, at home. That um, always helps. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. I don't have like the equipment or quite enough space to run full courses. Yeah, me too. Um, so I do most of my skills training at home, and then course running stuff with my trainer because mm-hmm. I do like weekly one-to-one training now mm-hmm. um and my trainer is absolutely amazing like she's really good at um setting up like courses from the judges mm. so I'll send her some course maps who and, do you train and, with and, uh Rachel Williams okay in Russell oh, okay yeah Shout yeah, out. She's really <laughs> yeah yeah um so yeah that's really useful um I think I would probably like to do more course running yeah but it's just it's limited though isn't it yeah yeah I can't drive so it's yeah I mean I'm exactly the same like I can drive but it still costs to obviously go higher higher places and you know do extra training so what would you say again a bit like the speed versus consistency do you have either um course running or skills like at the top of your priority like what would you say is more important if you had to choose one do you think like what benefits you the most I don't know. That's hard to say, really. It's another hard one, isn't it? Yeah, I do think your skills training is really important because, you know, you're going to the championships, you're running these really hard courses. You don't want to be let down by, like, you know, missed weave entry or, mm-hmm. you know, contact or something like that. Just yeah. the little things. But then if you've got all of that, then you need to be able to make sure that you can do the course running. Yeah. So A lot of it's like, I- as well, you can have a skill like on one jump, for example, but then can your dog do that skill with a massive run-up? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's all yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think to be successful, you you need to do both, really. There's yeah. not... Yeah. I don't I mean, know, I guess it's probably dog-dependent what you might need to focus yeah. on. I mean, when I was younger, I definitely did more skills than course running because, obviously, I was doing it every day in the garden. But now he's got all those skills, I pretty much just do mostly course running. So, again, it depends on where the dog's at in their training journey, if you like. So, I think I'd probably say at the start, 
of your training skills, but then once you get into properly competing, course running. So I think it changes. Yeah. I think skills to yeah, start with, and then once your dog's got the skills, you need to course run to incorporate those into a course. Yeah. So I'd say, I'd say, yeah, it changes definitely. Yeah. Because I mean, Farley's, she's got all the skills now. It's just yeah. maintaining them and proofing them with everything you can think of, really. Exactly. Another thing I was thinking with um, the Junior Open being in the UK is good is obviously the travelling, like you said, can like take it out of you a lot. Like, you know, you can be knackered from spending like a day in the in the car or whatever, you know, the heat difference as well. So I think that's yeah. another thing to be confident about is thinking, actually, this is my country. Like I always compete in this country, yeah. in this climate. You know, you haven't been travelling for ages. So I think that's that's definitely helpful this year. Yeah, and especially it's in um, Dallas Burst, I think it's called, the Iconic yes. venue. So we've it's been amazing. there. I love it, yeah. <laughs> so, Literally. Yeah, we know the venue. She's run mm-hmm. there before. We know it's a good venue. It's on sand as well, which is great because sand is Harley's favourite surface. Oh, really? Okay. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think that'll be good. Mm. Amazing. So, do you prefer junior events, such as OJAC, to normal competitions? And if so, why is this? So, you're saying that OJAC, you know, the courses are pretty similar to, like, normal 6-7, but for the actual whole event, do you prefer going in it all being juniors or not? Or do you think it's just the same? Or in, do you prefer going and it being a mixture of juniors and adults? Um, I'd say probably I prefer OJAC to mm. your just average KC competition. But I think it's kind of nice to do as like an annual thing. Like yeah. I want to do it every weekend. Yeah, but true. It's, like, it's always an event I look forward to, to mm. doing every year. Um, but yeah, I think just having all your juniors there and loads of my friends, mm-hmm. especially because juniors in agility, you know, there's not that many of us. Everyone's quite like spread out over yeah, the country. Yeah, no, exactly. You don't get to see your friends like that often, so yeah. it's quite nice. It's something that brings a lot of people together. Mm-hmm. I think the team event is really, really fun as well because it's just it's just great fun, really. Just do it with your friends and see what happens. Yeah, it's nice. It's like a weekend thing as well, like not just a one-off random yeah. show in a day. Like it's a you kind of have to do the whole thing to do it. If that if that makes sense, yeah. like yeah. you're not going to go and just do the first day of it and then not come back for the second day. So yeah. I think that's quite nice as well. But I always preferred the junior events because like I said, all my friends were there, you know, it kind of felt more like a social thing as well as just competing, if yeah. that makes sense, yeah. which is nice. Because sometimes at like your normal shows, you know, there'll just be sort of a few people you know there and you yeah. speak to them. But they'll just be, you know, in the junior circuit, you generally tend to know sort of most people will be friends with quite a lot of them and... Mm. It's just great to have everyone there. Yeah. It's just a shame, like, with my mates in agility, like, I only see them, like, twice a, a year or something like that. And it's always at those shows, like, the big shows, like KCI yeah. or stuff like that. Because everyone's so yeah. spread out, aren't they? Yeah. But, oh, well. So, do you have to handle Farley and Topic differently? And do you struggle to switch between them? So, obviously, you run Topic as well, don't you? Yeah. So, Topic is actually my trainer's dog. Mm-hmm. Um He's a Nova Scotia Ductolum Retriever, so another retriever like Farley, but mm-hmm. he's he's definitely a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't run him like all the time. It'll yeah. just be like, the occasional junior class. Mm-hmm. Um, like here's like my trainer's competing dog, but I just borrow him yeah, every just now steal and then. Him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Um, 
but yeah and they're they're very different dogs to run mm-hmm. um I wouldn't really say I struggle with it but definitely being a bit of a learning journey to learn mm. how to handle them differently I suppose that's good for you as well to like experience yeah. running a different speed dog yeah and he's got running contacts oh. and fast walk okay. um so obviously that makes a difference and you know with my next dog she's definitely love running contacts yeah. I'm hoping he's gonna be really fast yeah um they're just it's just good experience really it's just something different but I remember when I ran Ethel and Arrow at the same time it'd be weird because they're the polar opposites like if I ran one especially if it was like the same course or whatever like I'd run one <laughs> and like with Ethel I'd have to handle her so close to her and I would never leave her to do something by herself and then Arrow I'd have to be the opposite like I have to leave him to do stuff otherwise I'm not going to get there so I did find yeah. that quite difficult swapping between them do you know what I mean like you, you have yeah. to handle them so much differently to get the most out of them like when I'm course walking after like the first time I walk it, I'll be like, right, walking it as if I'm running far. Yeah, exactly. Like topic mentality. Yeah. And then you've got to them. It is that mental shift, definitely. It's quite difficult. Yeah. But it's good. And there's just some of the little things, especially topic not being a dog that I've like actually trained up myself. Yeah. Like, just for example, the way that I handle threadles, I do it really differently with Farley mm. than with Top. And yeah, so with Farley, I generally stay like quite far back and just give yeah. them lots of space to make yeah. sure she comes but topic you've got to be like quite up there and close yeah otherwise he'll come in but then he runs past the jump mm. so you've got to it's just it's just me getting used to it yeah. really have you ever had it where you've like handled one dog like the other dog by accident like by default and then yeah, yeah. I used yeah, to have that yeah. all the time like I'd go with Arrow where I'd go too close to something and then I'd just not make it to the next bit as if yeah. I was handling Ethel and then the opposite way I'd like try and send Ethel to something and because she was like a proper velcro dog she just wouldn't go she'd just stand there and look at me like why are you not going with me yeah yeah exactly it's tricky I love I love that breed though they're so beautiful yeah they really you are you don't see a lot of them I think I have seen yeah. one in agility maybe one or two in agility before I think there might be one in champ I think that I see quite regularly yeah but yeah, I think that's Amanda and fun. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, but they are yeah. beautiful. I like their colour. Yeah, I do. I, I, I think I would quite fancy having a toy yeah. one day. I'll to be, be fair, there's a lot of breeds that I'm like, I really want one of those one day. But when it had actually come to it, I'd be like, eh, would I actually? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So who is your biggest role model in agility and why? I don't know. I think that's quite a difficult question. It is. There's, there's so many. Breed- like one person who mm. particularly but I don't know I think Martin Reed yeah, is 100%. really cool I always so say she's... my trainer yeah yeah, yeah. my trainer well to be honest she's amazing but my trainer is um, also Lucy Norton who is a competitor too so she kind of fits both the bills <laughs> yeah yeah definitely but yeah and um Joe Nash as well who oh, runs yeah. Lulu the Labrador oh yeah she won at and Olympia I... didn't she that year ABC yeah, and yeah. she's won a ticket with Lulu as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Um, she's really cool. I'm not... I don't know if she's the only Labrador to win a ticket. I'm not sure. She's the only one I know of who's yeah. won a Yeah, but I haven't yeah. heard of any uh, others. Very inspirational. No, that makes sense, though, because she's literally in kind of your position, do you know what I mean? So it's good for you to take yeah. inspiration thinking, oh, you know, it is possible to do this with a Labrador. So yeah. that's really cool. And I have seen the occasional champ. I think recently there have been a few that just haven't really had that many clears. And I've yeah. been like, oh, 
harvest in there. I could yeah. be up there. I think courses might be getting harder as well, you know. Like, there's a, yeah, a lot of shows yeah. where, you know, judges are kind of pushing the boundaries a little bit skills-wise, you know, which is yeah. always, always fun and frustrating, but mostly fun. <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. And definitely good for the mo- more consistent dogs as well. Yeah, definitely. So what are your future agility goals? So going forward, obviously, you've got your international event coming up. But, you know, for the future, what would you like to achieve? So I would really like to get to the Croft main arena with Farley. Same. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, she was last year. She was so, so close with novice ABC. Mm. Um, But yeah, because they had last year, they had the three breed maximum of three breeds rule. Mm-hmm. Um, and Farley, she was the joint third Labrador. They both had the same number of points. Oh, okay. Um, but then, because the other dog had a higher placing than us, in oh, the, that's so annoying. Yeah, that Yeah. What do you mean by but, max yeah. three breeds? So it's it's the top fifteen dogs, but then they they only invite a maximum of three breeds. So the oh. top three. Dogs, and then it'll roll down. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. A rare breed. It's great, but they're obviously quite not on black. Yeah, no, that's true. Oh, that's so annoying. So she did come seventh mm. overall, which is like, yeah. And now this year they've changed the rules and they've just scrapped that rule. Oh, really? So I'm thinking that if this was, yeah, they've done, would have qualified easily. I swear there've been so many rule changes this year. Yeah, like YKC, yeah. everything's just changed. I'm like, what's going yeah. on? But yeah, because it's a one to five qualifier, she can never do that again now. Yeah. So, I'm I'm really sad we missed out on that yeah. because she would have had to get through the semi-finals. But I know she could have done that. She's a consistent dog. Yeah. So I like to think we could have got to the finals. But, it's like she was so close, yeah. but so far. But stuff like the ABC, obviously now what is it? So it was it's novice ABC, and then what's the six seven version? What's it called? It, it's ABC Stakes. That's it, yeah. So there's that yeah. and singles as well. So they're points, aren't they? So yeah, that's the, I, I think. I don't. I don't know if ABC. I don't think that's points because that's the same as like. Oh yeah, okay, isn't it like top three or something goes through to a semi, yeah, like KCI yeah. or something, and then through to Crofts, something like that. No, no, that's for the finals at Olympia. Well, oh, that's the Olympia like... one. Okay. Yeah. There's so many different there's ones. No obviously. ABC five to seven at Crofts. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, I thought there was. No. Oh, there's too many things I'm getting confused. Because obviously the, <laughs> I was in a qualifier at, in, at Wellingborough and it was medium ABC Crofts. Yeah, the medium is a one to seven. Oh. But oh, I thought seven. it'd all be the same. No. That's it's so really ridiculous. Yeah. And then the only ABC five to seven they have is large. And then if you're an intermediate in grade six or seven, oh. you have Oh, it's, that's, it's, what I was, that's what I was getting confused about because I was like, I swear I just did one of those with Arrow and he's grade seven. But yeah, oh, that's so yeah. annoying. That's kind of high yeah. test. Yeah. Why would they do that? How bizarre. Yeah, it is a bit weird. Yeah. But yeah, you've got your singles. That's points, isn't it? And that's for yeah, the main I arena. Guess so. I've been looking at some of like the singles results and there'll be so many clears. Yeah, so true. I don't really think I'm going to properly chase singles. Mm. Um, I think YKC... Just over the uh, making the finals, yeah. so that would probably be our best chance. Hundred percent. I think you've got a good chance at that. Yeah, but it's only top two though, so hopefully it's just a difficult course. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm hoping. A really hard yeah. course. Is yeah. that combined results? How does that? So the new new rules at the 
semis in the YKC ring, isn't it? Yeah. And then the top two of that go through to the final. Yeah. Okay. No, I think that's po- I think you can do that. Maybe. Yeah, definitely. At least one year. I mean, you've got plenty of years left in YKC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Bless her. Maybe that could be her retirement year, the year she wins in the main arena. <laughs> yeah. Bless her. Maybe. Saying that, what, she's seven? A lot of dogs, yeah. a lot. Of, I think Arrow's going to be best when he's like seven, eight. I think he takes a while yeah. to mature. A lot of dogs, especially if you keep them fit, like they can be going till they're like double digits. So you never know. Yeah. Would but yeah, you... I mean, I know because she's a Labrador and she's quite, she, well, for a Labrador, she's not heavily built at yeah. all. But, you know, I just, it's just kind of got to the point now where I'm like, we definitely got a bit longer, but then mm. after that, you just you just don't you know, really don't know. you? Yeah. So I'm not really trying to like plan that we're going to do yeah. this and that year. I mean, Ethel you know, was the same. She was. Ethel was eight when I retired her. Whereas I think, hopefully, Arrow will be going way longer than that. So again, it's dog dependent. Like Ethel, I could see yeah. her struggling. Like once you, you can just see it, can't you? So, but it's not yeah. like it is a hard decision. But at the same time, deep down, you kind of know when. Yeah. It's time to do that, I guess. So. Yeah, it's not really something you can put much of a date no, on. No, no, exactly, yeah. When you know, you know, yeah. Yeah. So what future career would you like to go into? Um, I think I definitely like to do some things with agility training. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm not too sure right now. Because you're in school, year aren't 10, you? Yeah, I'm in year 10 at school. Mm-hmm. So in Wales, you do your GCSEs in year 10 and 11. Oh, have you started so, then? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's not very fun. What do you see subjects are you doing? So, PE, because I thought I'd be Perfect. able to do it about agility. Yeah. But then, <gasps> no. agility, like a WJC, like official sport. Yeah, so that's what I they told me, actually. Agility. Yeah, because I, I was went, like, oh, what's my fitness? Yeah, because that's the reason I didn't end up doing PE in school. I remember now. That's a throwback. God, that must have been like eight years ago or whatever. Probably more. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and they told me um, that I'd have to do another sport. And I was like, but I don't do anything else. So I just didn't do it. Exactly. <laughs> I don't have time to do anything else. Yeah, exactly. Else. Like, you mean, and you've got to do like a training plan and everything. Yeah. And I'm like, it's been perfect. Oh, yeah. Just, I actually I suppose, do. I suppose to them it's the dog that's doing the sport, isn't it? Even though it's yeah, actually but, but, not. But they do horse riding. And I personally thought that was very unfair that that's, they let you do horse riding but not agency. That's less activity for the rider than it is a dog handler because exactly. they're just sat there well they're yeah. not just sat there i'm gonna trigger loads of people but they're sat down yeah. as opposed to we're sprinting around <laughs> i know i know there's more to it than that before people come for me but yeah, yeah. <laughs> i did use the horse ride i think they should both be in there you know I do. Horse definitely yeah deserves they should definitely be on par at least yeah definitely what sport are you doing instead then well you have to do three sports oh. um but it's it's just like the ones you do in PE at school. Oh, okay, yeah. Like the ones you're sort of just forced to do because that's what you do in lessons. They give you a score and then they just use your best oh, three. Oh, okay, like netball and, and stuff. Like, yeah, 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 or like badminton. Yeah, oh, I love badminton. And then, <laughs> I love badminton. <laughs> and for my, for my main sport, which is the one you have to do all the writing and training plans and mm-hmm. all that, I do athletics because, you know, at least it's running. Yeah. It's a bit of, a, of an all-rounder. And yeah. another one of my thoughts was cross country because I did a bit of that and I was like, well, it's running, so it's kind of tied into yeah. agility, right? <laughs> but yeah, I just don't really enjoy long distance running. Like short distance or middle distance, I can do, but yeah. not not the long distance. I just I just don't enjoy it. Yeah, can't relate. I, I prefer long <laughs> distance. 
<laughs> Fair enough. So what, yeah, we've gone off on a tangent there, haven't we? So career-wise, <laughs> yeah, what else are you doing or working towards in school and stuff? Um, so my other two options are geography and computer science. Okay. Which, you know, We're literally take... the same person because I did iMedia and geography and then Spanish as well. Oh, wow. We're yeah, literally the same. You are literally a 15-year-old version of me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you consider picking Spanish, but didn't in the end. Um, yeah, be glad you didn't. It was boring. <laughs> <laughs> no. So in Wales, you have to do Welsh for GCSE anyway. So oh, okay. I can't like, oh, do two languages, can I? Yeah, no, that's true. That's very true. But yeah, so I do think I'm going to do A-levels. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really too sure what I want to do after that. Yeah. I don't know if I want to have a career like outside of dogs that I'll be like potentially higher earning. Yeah, that was my dilemma afford, for so long. Afford my fancy venue at the house and all yeah. my <laughs> show entries and that. Yeah. Well, to be honest, I've only recently kind of switched my career choice because obviously I did animal management at college instead of A-level because I was just terrible yeah. at exams. I hate them. And then I did K now behaviour at uni. So it's quite niche. Do you know what I mean? Like I wasn't really yeah. keeping my options yeah. open. But I've now decided instead of doing the agility training, I'm going to do dog grooming. You've probably seen. So I'm now studying yeah. dog grooming. Yeah. And I'm 22 and I've only just decided to do that. So plenty of time. <laughs> but yeah, yeah exactly. you got to think, haven't you, about like money, unfortunately. And I'm like, well, probably make yeah. more doing that than training. Ideally, yeah. you do like a proper good earner and then a bit of training on the side. I think that'd be quite nice. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. And mm. then, you know, when you get, like, sort of more well-known for agility training or whatever, then I yeah. can, you know, retire early yeah. or something. Bit of a side grind. <laughs> side yeah, <exactly>. hustle. <laughs> yeah. So you're not too sure what exactly you want to do yet. Yeah, so I'm yeah. not really sure. Mm. I feel like it's hard to decide it in school. Like, does anyone really know? Like, is anyone actually going to do what they want to do in school? Probably not. I know I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> So, Even the people who do have, like, really set ideas what they want to do, like, you know, you might change your mind. They once. probably will, yeah. And they'll probably yeah. try it and then hate it and then swap or whatever. So, exactly. yeah. yeah, I think they put way too much pressure on you to decide too young. I hate it, but yeah. that's another topic. That's another thing I could rant about for days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what, oh, do you think you will continue to do agility throughout your life? Yes, yeah. I definitely think so. Mm-hmm. I can't really think why I wouldn't. Um, definitely yeah Yeah. Yeah. same here people have asked me that loads they're like oh yeah but it's just your hobby like you you won't do that when you get a job I'm like watch me I will (laughs) (laughs) will. it's so all-consuming of your life yeah I I know I I just can't imagine not doing it yeah like I'm like what would I do on a weekend like yes yes I go out in the evening and at night but like throughout the day what am I gonna do just sit there like It's, it's just so weird strange. to imagine. Like, yeah. Sometimes I just think, I'm oh, like, people who don't do agility, like, what yeah. do they, do? What do they think weird. about? Like, <laughs> it's so strange. I'd get up in the morning, go to the gym, have like eight hours to do nothing, and then go out at night. Like, what do you do in that? What do you do? I don't get it. I know. But it's weird. No, yeah, I'm the same. I definitely think I'll carry on doing it. And it's exciting to yeah. think of like, oh, you know, I'll be still doing it in what, 10, 20 years. I wonder what it'll be like. You know, I wonder yeah. what, I wonder what dogs I'll have, stuff like that. Like, yeah, because that's the thing with a lot of other sports. Like, there are sort of a few years and you'll be in, like, your peak physical condition yeah. to be competitive. And yeah. then not so much. But, I mean, you can be at the top levels of agility any age, yeah. really. Yeah, exactly. Not- and, like, even fitness, obviously, like, I 
say all these things about importance of fitness and agility, but at the same time, like there's people who aren't as fit and aren't like don't do as much like moving and they're still better than me. Like they're still amazing. Yeah. And yeah. That's just because their dog training is so good. So yeah, I definitely think it's something that I'd like to still do when I'm like 70. I don't know about you, but I feel like that's yeah. definitely possible. <laughs> yeah. 100%. But yeah, I also think it takes a pressure off a bit thinking, you know, I'm going to be in this for the long run. Like I'm going to be in it for the rest of my life. So I don't need to win everything now. I don't need to like achieve all my goals now. I might not even achieve it with the dog I've got now. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's just loads yeah. More like, yes, we want to go to the main arena at Crufts, but that might happen with a different dog in five, ten years. So it's kind of nice to think about that. Because you're like, yeah. well, I don't have to do it all now with this dog necessarily. So I think yeah. that always helps having that mindset as well. So yeah, it's nice to think that we'll be doing it forever. Because then there's no yeah. time limit on anything, is there? <laughs> so what inspired the name of your new puppy? So my puppy's name is Time. For anyone who doesn't know, um, but it's spelled like the herb, so mm-hmm. T H Y M E, um, and it's pronounced time, not thyme. Oh no, have you had that? Have people said that? <laughs> yeah, no, I have. Yeah, I've had two people think it was that. Um, That's not even a word. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> not. That? That's I so think, funny. Um, but yeah, there's not really any like special sentimental reason behind it. Mm. Um, it's just been a name that was on my list. You know, the, the list in the notes app on your phone that everyone yeah. has. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, for just years and years. And mm-hmm. then when it when it came down to picking a name, I just thought it was the best option, really. It is. I really do like it. That is nice. Yeah. It rolls off the t- It's like a smooth name, if that makes sense. Yeah, nice. yeah. It's nice, sort of short. And, like, linked to agility, sort of, but not, like, too much. Yeah, time. Course time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully quick times. <laughs> yeah. How old? I was... How old is your partner? Um, she's currently six, seven weeks. Oh, bl- so, oh that's I love that stage. <gasps> so cute. Yeah, well, they like still smell like puppy as well. Oh, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So she turns eight weeks while we're at Joac, so I'm picking her up at nine weeks. Oh, so we've got okay. an extra week to wait, but what it a great out. time to be alive! You're going to. A European event, and then you're getting a puppy. Perfect. What a great yeah, month. July is a good month. Oh, <laughs> it's perfect. Amazing. How many other names did you have on your list then? <laughs> um, I think maybe I had about 10 or something, and then I sort of slowly eliminated them. Um, I was actually quite set on the name Pixel for a while. Okay. Uh, which is a nice name. That is a nice but... name. But I prefer time though. I, yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. I always said I'm not going to decide until I've met the puppy, and then I yeah. met her, and I was like, "Yeah, they've got to look I, like it, haven't they?" Yeah, and once I knew which one I was getting, I was like, "You're not a pixel. You're definitely yeah. a time." See that list that you've got on your notes phone, notes phone, phone notes. That's like the most sacred list. Like no one can see that. Yeah. It's it's literally yours. Like I have yeah. a name for my next dog, but I refuse to like tell loads of people. Yeah, no, like, yeah, because I'm like someone yeah. might steal it. Like probably not one of my mates, but like a random could steal it, and then I'll be really upset. Yeah. <laughs> and then anyone you do tell your names to, it's, it's proper yeah, honor for them. That is though. an honor. They've got to feel really special. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I don't have loads. To be fair, I usually I think for Arrow I only had like two or three, 
And then now yeah. I've only got one that I'm thinking of for the next dog. So maybe I'm just not yeah. very creative. But And also in agility, like pet people don't have this, I don't think. But you want something that's like different that no one else has. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And it's it's like, got to be pretty unique. Yeah. And you have a name that you really like. And then you like look on Facebook and you see someone else with it. And you're like, well, I can't use that now. <laughs> yeah. It's so annoying. I, mean, I do know of one other dog called Time. But, I mean, I think it's very difficult it, to yeah. find a name that you really love that there's no other dog yeah. anywhere that has the same yeah. name. So I was just like, mm-hmm. just it's the name I like. It's not... Well, after that, after I'd already called Arrow Arrow, I came across a dog that was actually old, way older than Arrow that was also <laughs> called Arrow. So it looked like I'd copied yeah. him. I was like, I just swear I didn't even know. I know. <laughs> and yeah. then a different Arrow followed me on TikTok and it was it's a Spaniel. And I was like, what's going on? There's so many. <laughs> So many arrows. I know, it's so bizarre. But no, it is fun coming up with a name, 100%. Yeah. One of the best bits about getting a puppy. <laughs> and the puppy shopping as well. And then also, agility people, like, you've got to pretend you're saying the name on course and see if it sounds nice to, like, yell. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you don't and want, like, 20 like, syllables like, either. <laughs> yeah. And for their kennel club names, you've got to imagine, like, you know, someone reading it out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a kennel What's her kennel club name? Um, so it's Duende Prime Time. Oh, I love it. It rhymes and everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even rhyme talk- rhymes with time. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that. I talked to my friends in school and they were like, oh no, that's terrible. It's like, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, like you won't that. understand. But yeah, I was like, agility people, no one's going to think yeah. that. That's not going to cross anyone's mind. Well, loads of people at my work are like, why would you call your dog Arrow? And it's like, you won't understand. Your dog's called like Fido or something, like back off. <laughs> it's just different. <laughs> yeah, literally. I mean, Earl and Ethel, like, they have just old people names. My parents chose them because they look, I feel like Border Terriers look like old dogs, you know? Yeah. But I yeah. feel like Arrow's <laughs> the first dog that I've got that like has more of an, an out there name, if that makes sense. Yeah, but yeah. It is so much fun. So what advice? This is a really random one. I didn't know whether to include it because it's super off topic, but I thought I'd throw it in anyway and we could like answer it together. But someone would like to know what advice you would give someone who is worried about their dog running off in a non-enclosed ring. So have you ever had this issue? Um, well, Farley has run out of the ring once. Okay. I think quite recently, actually. Mm-hmm. So it was at Wide Valley Agency Show, which... For those who don't know, the venue that they used this year, mm-hmm. the well, the field they used this year, was right by a river. Oh. And we were in a ring that was right by the river. Oh, no. And I, I think you can guess where it's yeah. going. Um, <laughs> I'm guessing she knew the river was there. Yeah. Did she go I in? She didn't actually go in, okay. but she she ran out of the ring, ran over to the river, and I think she was just so excited. I could tell yeah. from the start line didn't even want to face the jump she was just yeah. like you can tell when they're preoccupied can't you mm-hmm. yeah bless her but I still didn't think she'd actually run over because she's she's just such an honest dog like she yeah. just really she wants to get it right she wants to please yeah but no the, the river the I mean, river was more important yeah I mean retrievers like water don't they I suppose although exactly. Arrow's not too f- I mean Arrow does like it but the first time he went swimming he like submerged and, and like, oh. he went in too, sort of, he didn't think about what he was doing. He went under for, like, five seconds and popped up, and he was like, what on earth's going on? So I think he shocked himself a bit there and put him off. <laughs> Bless him. When Farley first saw water when she was a puppy, like, she hated it. didn't want oh, to really? go near. Oh, wow. It wasn't until that one she actually go in water. Oh. But then, as she's got older, she's just got more and more yeah. obsessed. Was it a hot day when she ran to the river by any chance? 
Because that's quite smart. Uh, I was going to say, if it was, then that's quite smart. She's trying to cool down. <laughs> yeah. No, she, she is like that. There's a pond um, just right next to where we train. Mm. Um, and she does like to take herself off. For oh, a bless day. her. Warm. But no, Arrow's never ran out the ring either, Touchwood. Um which is surprising because he does like like he's quite hormonal at the moment, you know, as boys are. And he likes going yeah. after girls and weeing and stuff like that. But what I think is he's, he's a kind of dog which Farley's probably the same. Like when once they're engaged, that's it. Like they're yeah, just set yeah. on that task and you, which I guess again, so I'd say my advice for that would be just try and work on your relationship with your dog because, you know, yeah. I'm guessing you and Farley have, like, a really good relationship outside of agility yeah. too, so she doesn't want to run away from you. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And she loves agility and you enough not to. I think that's that's the yeah. main thing, like, having that relationship yeah. with your dog, I guess. Ethel did have a phase of running out the ring to people and it was so random, but I didn't even try to fix it. I just let it run its course and she'd come back and then she just grew out of it. Like, it lasted a month. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what advice you'd you'd give for that maybe go to shows with fenced offerings <laughs> to start yeah, with i yeah i don't it always makes me a bit worried when i see like loose dogs around at shows yeah literally but terrifies me running in a ring and a dog just suddenly <gasps> appeared and started chasing oh, no. her and it hasn't happened yeah but i know if it did oh okay yeah I, yeah i mean she, she wouldn't react like aggressively i think but i just think it would really worry her yeah. and she wouldn't a bit yeah same with Arrow I'd worry it'd like do his confidence in but yeah, I worried exactly. with Ethel because she was quite feisty so I was like oh my god she'd probably try and scrap with it yeah <laughs> but yeah, yeah probably... I think you've just got to be careful and if you think your dog is really going to run out maybe just stick to enclosed ring shows yeah. until they're I was going to say I probably wouldn't compete in that environment unless you know your dog's not going to do that I feel like that's yeah. the safest yeah. bet you know, practice where that's not going to happen. I just personally wouldn't risk it. It's too scary. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't I mean, want to be that person. Things can happen, like Farley yeah. running off the river. But yeah. if you know going into the show, you've got yeah. quite a high chance your dog's going to well, run that's out. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Obviously, there's one-offs, but that's just, you can't do anything about that. But yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't go into that environment knowing your dog is likely to run off. That's like probably yeah. not smart. But I thought that was a bit of a random question. Someone obviously thought that you'd be a good person to ask about that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm probably not the best one to ask. But anyway. Right, so the last question. What advice do you have for juniors starting out in agility to round up everything about competing as a junior? Um, So I would say if you're just like properly starting out in agility, mm-hmm. find a good trainer, a good training club. Um. If you if you think you're gonna be want to compete in the future, definitely make sure you find a competitive yeah, club or 100%. you know, with people there who are experienced in competing. Yeah. Um I mean I started with a non competitive club and it was kind of nice because they were all like so chilled and it was nice. And yeah. that was with Earl. But then when I got Ethel like the training wasn't, it didn't suit competition. So they didn't reinforce contacts and stuff like that. So when yeah, I started yeah, competing, that was an issue. Like she was jumping at contacts and stuff. Whereas with Arrow, knowing I was going to compete with him, I went straight to Lucy. And then, yeah. you know, we were kind of training for competition. So yeah, I agree with that piece of advice, definitely. Yeah. And then once you are ready to start competing, um, I would say just do, just go for it. And don't let the fact that you're a junior sort of, limit your options or don't sort of be yeah. put off by that. 
Yeah, so it's focused on, like, you know, some adults that, you know, that you speak to, like, outside mm. of the gym. And, like, they're always really shocked to find out that you compete, like, with adults. Yeah, and like, yeah, and it's like, but why not? Why can't I? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And, you know, you might have found out you're, that you're better than half of them anyway. Yeah, so. literally. Yeah. Like, I mean, I feel um, like junior agility is more popular now than it was, say, when I was your age or whatever. Like, there's more yeah. juniors in it, which I suppose is nice because you don't feel so, oh, I'm the only kid here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel that like it can it be a bit intimidating sense. for some people, but yeah, going in with adults, especially when you get to, like, six, seven, and you've got, what, I'm going to name drop here, like, Dave and Dan and Martin and all those great people, you know, yeah. like, oh, my God, I'm in the same class as these people. I know, yeah. But it's definitely about trying not to think about that and just going for it anyway, I reckon. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And then I think for YKC stuff as well, just go for that as well, because... I remember, at, um, I think it was my second agility show, I mm-hmm. went to Derbyshire, which is quite a weird one for my second all show. Right, okay. Like, it's not local at all to me, but that, that was my... <laughs> there you go. Um, um, yeah, and I did the jumping cup, well, under 18 jumping was called mm. then. Yeah. And I just remember going over and I could like see people course walking there with everyone walking around in like GB t-shirts and yeah. everything. And I was like, oh my God. Like, oh my God. Quite scared of everyone. Yeah. Um, that's weird now, though, because I'm be doing Derbyshire this year with, like, my GP yeah, kit on. Yeah, I know. It's bizarre, isn't it? You never know what will yeah. happen. Exactly. You know, in two years, that could be you. But the YKC is definitely, I'd say, a good place to start if you're, like, a junior yeah. coming in. Yeah. Because, again, it's other people your age. You know, you make some friends. It's just not quite yeah. as intimidating, I think. Yeah. I just wish I'd started sooner. Like, I wish I'd started from young where I could be, do, like, the 6 to 11 and stuff like that and not yeah. age out so quick, but I just didn't know it was a thing. Yeah, no, I mean, I knew YKC was a thing, but mm. I just didn't really know about the normal agency shows. Oh, really? See, I was the opposite. I knew about the normal and, like, I'd do all these local shows and I was pretty much the only junior at the time. And then I was like, oh, my God, there's an actual club for people my age to do agility. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. I'm I gonna... think a lot of people also think that, like, it's impossible to qualify for crafts unless yeah. you're, like, really, really good. Yeah. But you know, have, like, pairs and graduate agency and everything. And yeah, no, exactly. You just give it a go and you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. I think starting out without the pressure as well, just thinking, like, going into it because you want to, not because you want to win, if that makes sense. I've talked yeah, about that yeah, a few times on, my, on other episodes and stuff. I'm going to throw in another little quick random question that I think we'll both be able to relate to is, again, like you said at the start, coming from a non-agility family, non-agility background. Do you feel like that sort of affected you or do you feel like that's put you at a bit more of a disadvantage as opposed to, like, juniors who've been brought up in it and have their parents help? And this is, again, probably quite triggering for a lot of people, parents' dogs that are already trained. Yeah. <laughs> do you think yeah. that's had a big effect or not? Um, Possibly, yeah. I think... Probably the biggest issue for me is just often like getting to shows a lot of the yeah. time because I think if you've got parents who compete in agility, yeah, you're just going to be there. They want to go to shows yeah, as well. So yeah, yeah. Family shows together and yeah, it's great. 100%. You know, especially like I just always want to be at shows. You know, yeah. down the country, but my parents just haven't. You know, they don't like they they're very good at taking me to show yeah. mm-hmm. um but they know it's something that i enjoy um, yeah that's true but they haven't really got like their own reasons to want to go yeah, there yeah no that's true um i mean what have you got two years till you can learn to drive <laughs> then you can be at yeah. all the shows 
camping down the days. Yeah, literally. And then you'll be wanting a van like I am at the moment. I'm like, oh, I need a van. I don't need a van, but, you know, I'm like, well, I'm an agility person. I feel like I need a van. That's it. Everyone needs a van. Yeah. But no, I think for me, it was quite frustrating at times when, you know, juniors who ran sort of pre-trained dogs that were like incredibly trained by adults would sort of beat me with Ethel, who I'd literally trained from nothing. Like that was frustrating at times. But I still think I preferred that than, you know, I think the feeling's better when you train your own dog because there's more pride in it, I think. Like when you win with a dog that you know you've, like you've done that, you've trained it to that standard. I feel like it's just way more rewarding than sort of thinking, well, I just ran it, someone else trained it. Do you know what I mean? Like obviously you still have to be a good handler and do well to win with a pre-trained dog. But when you actually train it, it's like, everything is you and that dog if that makes sense yeah definitely and I think you know Farley's my dog I've had her since she was a puppy mm. you know I think I have the best sort of connection with her that yeah. I mean me and Topic do have like a fairly good connection yeah. but you know it's not it's never going to be quite the same. same yeah yeah and again no hate to people because like if someone offered me a dog to run I would run it obviously but like yeah. when I was younger with a, a dog that I trained it was definitely not a huge issue, but something that I was sort of aware was going on. And, you know, you see, like, these handlers and you're like, oh, no, they're here. Do you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) they're probably going to beat me (laughs) with that dog. But, I mean, I did run, I ran a staffy called Kelly a few, I think, like, maybe five years ago. And, like, I would win with her, but it wasn't just wasn't quite the same feeling as when I won with Ethel. Like, do you know what I mean? Which you probably have a bit with Farley and Topic. Like, obviously you want to win with all of them, but when you win with Farley, you're probably like, oh, yeah, I did that. Do you know what I mean? Like, we got here together, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's definitely a good thing. Yeah, it's really cool with Topic as well, but, yeah, Yeah. it's it's definitely nice knowing you sort of trained up your own a Jersey dog. Yeah, 100%. I guess with Farley as well, because she wasn't, when we got her, I didn't really, I I can't remember if I knew what a Jersey was at the time or not, but, yeah, she wasn't a dog with intention of agility or yeah. anything like that she was just you know the family pet yeah and I know she's got to all these high levels now yeah literally I- pet dog gone team GB <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically amazing well that is all of the questions that has gone so fast I know it has half. crazy well I'll see you at the junior open anyway how exciting yeah. I can't see wait and thank you very much for coming on yeah thank you for inviting me it's been really nice so that was my conversation with Nia super interesting and super fun to chat to her today thank you again Nia for coming on the podcast it was really interesting to see how junior agility has changed since I was Nia's age I still can't believe she's 15 she does not seem younger than me maybe I'm just really mature like I said I want to wish Nia the best of luck at the junior European Open Agility World Championships why has that got such a large name or am I butchering it I don't even know. But yeah, that is next week. So that is super exciting. And without further ado, if you could follow me on all of the social medias, I will put them here on the YouTube video and down below in the description on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Also leave the podcast a rating or review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or both if you're feeling generous. That would mean the world to me. Keep sending me more guest ideas. I want to get as many of the guests that you guys want to see on the podcast as possible. And then just solo episode ideas as well would be super helpful for me to come up with more ideas for you guys and really give you the episodes that you would like to see. So you know the drill. I will see you all next Wednesday. Bye.